Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Coach's Corner. You're going to love my guest today. She's one of my dear friends, and I love that I'm actually, like, doing a lot of these live and in person. We're in the corner. We're in the corner, yeah. (laughs) When I was in Bali, I got to interview one of my girlfriends there, too, and it's so fun to, like, sit and and look at you and be face-to-face. Cool. So you're about to meet one of my favorite people in the world, and soon she will be one of your favorite people in the world, Marnie Batista. And she has a business called Dating with Dignity, and she is one of the best, if not the best relationship and dating coaches I know. But she's so much more than that. She really does just help you with life. (laughs) Because if you want a better relationship and dating life, you got to deal with your internal life. And Marnie has had quite a journey. She got married very young. She had three kids and found herself divorced and back in the dating scene in your, what, late 30s? Early 40s? Yeah, late 30s. Wow. So that must have been for five years. So it went into my 40s. Into your 40s. Until you met the love of your life, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy. He's downstairs. He is. And from all that, you've started this incredible business and are certified as a life coach and are an awesome teacher and really help people date with dignity, meaning really being their best partner to themselves mm-hmm. and then finding that person to share their life with, if if that's in, indeed what we want, you right. know? And so and, – and to be totally candid and transparent, I've come to Marnie for dating coaching as well. Luckily, she's my friend too. So I get, <laughs> I get free advice along the way too. But after my divorce, I was I, – I didn't know what I was doing and I really needed some help. And there is a little bit of a strategy to dating as well. There Totally. There totally is a strategy. And we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about all that. So we're going to talk about – Having a better relationship if you're in one. We're going to talk about dating and strategy. And we're also going to talk about breakups because a lot of people call into the show asking for help around that. So we're going to start there. Okay, great. So if you have just gone through a breakup, you're in heartbreak, or maybe you were never in the relationship, but you're in that unrequited love phase. If your heart's just hurting, we want to start giving you some some inspiration and advice. So my questions for you are just like give them a little hope, give them a dash mm. of hope, and then what's the most important thing for them to be doing in the heartbreak breakup phase? Well, you know, first of all, when you're when your heart is hurting and you're going through a breakup and you feel like the universe, God, whatever it is, like ripped the rug out from under you and you feel like you're in a perpetual free fall, um, it's hard to even understand that this is not your life. It's a part of your life um, because it feels like it's defining you. Right. Um, and so, gosh, you know, I had my 50th birthday recently and you were there. And, um, so I got divorced when I was 38. I got into a really crap relationship with a guy who I thought was like my soulmate, Mm -hmm. um, from like, you know, 38 to 40. And uh, it was like the worst relationship Mm -hmm. ever cheating on me, treating me like crap, just like every single bad thing. But I was in love with them. And on my 40th birthday, he was like eight hours late to pick me up for my birthday. I think I told this story at my party. Um, He drove me uh, up to this like – he was going to be like, we're going to this amazing – like hotel and anyway by the time we got there my fancy dinner was literally cheese sticks and crackers from the market that was the only thing open um and so when that and 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 then he cheated on me you know and so when that ended you know I thought that that was going to be my story Mm -hmm. and that um I was really defining myself by being the person who nobody wants to marry Mm -hmm. no one wants to be with um, and so 
I went through this whole journey of of transformation and it included dating for about five years. And it was amazing Mm -hmm. until I met my husband. But when I look back on that 10 years later, um, and this is sort of the, people say I'm like, you know, the corrective healing mother Mm -hmm. that people didn't have, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I could, you know, sit by you, like I'm sitting next to uh, Christine and like put my hand on your back and say, you know what, we're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. This feels really crappy right now. And it's the universe giving you the curriculum for your life, which is something is not right internally and I need to resolve it and I'm in the right spot because I'm listening to Christine Hassler, you know, like I'm getting the tools, I'm getting the support and the resource and what can I do so that I'm going to look back on this soon and say, you know, it was rough, but it was the thing I needed to get me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And if you can look at it like that, then it's a it's a blessing disguised as a very broken heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my most broken hearted moments were the biggest pivots in my career, were the biggest pivots in my spiritual awakening, were the biggest pivots in my relationship with myself, were the biggest pivots in healing my past stuff. Yeah. So although it's not fun, it's necessary. It is, and, and, you know, there was no memo that went out, you know, that said, hey, life is perfect. You know, like, like it's supposed to be happy all the time. And so, like, let go of that urban legend. Yeah. Right? You know, <laughs> that life isn't messy because right. life is messy for yeah. everybody. And believe me, life isn't what you see on Instagram. It's not. <laughs> so, so, you know, like – Comparison despair will really uh, hurt someone whose heart's broken. Yeah. Yeah. And what – how do you know – okay, so say you're out of a breakup. I know this is a question we both get a lot. How do you know when you're ready to start dating again? Mm, I think that's such a smart question because, first of all, you're taking responsibility for your outcome. So that's brilliant. Um, So number one is that you are – Free from the hurts of your past, whether it's the recent past or your childhood past or whatever it is, and so that you have a very strong foundation of self-worth, which is very different than self-esteem. So self-esteem is conditional. You know, like uh, it starts when you're young and you get an A on your paper and Mm -hmm. someone goes, good job, and you're like, Mm -hmm. yay, I have self-esteem, right? So we're constantly then looking for feedback from the universe to tell us we're good enough. Self-worth is even when life gets messy, even when we don't get an A, even when we fall down, we still know that we are good. We are a good person, you know? So you need to have that. And the reason why is because um, dating is an adventure. Christine Hassler has been very adventuresome. I have. I had so many adventures, you know. Um, And one of the things that we'll say, you know, I know I'm ready to date is because you are able to be resilient. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're not, like, never mad when you go on the coffee date and you're like, wow, that person doesn't look like they were supposed to. Or I'm really frustrated, you know, he didn't call me back when he said he would. Okay, that that happens. That's yeah. just, it's a numbers game, right? But resiliency is you go, wow. So that's just data that that guy isn't or that woman isn't right for me. And you're able to write your ship yep. and carry on. So you need to have self-worth. You need to have resiliency. And then the third thing I think you need is you need to have the right tools. Right. Because dating, you know, today 
um, is a uh, you know treasure trove. <laughs> Um, of technology and communication and gender role confusion. And yeah. So when you have those three things, um, you're ready. Okay. So tools. Okay. People want to know the tools. Let's talk dating strategy. Okay. So, um, write your profile, whether it's an online dating site or an app, um, write your profile from a place of opportunity rather than your last bad relationship mm-hmm. or fear, mm-hmm. right? So was it you that was no drama? Maybe. I think I said I was drama and gluten-free. Oh, yeah. Okay. There was someone else. So that's a big one that women – and men too because I actually did a man panel. Mm-hmm. And the, a lot of the guys are writing like, no, if you're into drama, I'm yeah, not your person. Yeah, And so I have a lot of clients who are like, no drama, whatever. So that's basically a giant neon sign that says, I was involved in drama. <laughs> <laughs> Some point in my life, I was involved in drama. So write it from – who you are not and who you want, not what you had and what you don't want. Right. Um, which is positive and very visual. Like you're painting this picture of what it looks like to be in partnership with you. Yeah. Is that, is that no, specific totally. enough? No, okay. I love that because I think we're too reactionary when we write our dating profile. And even if we're saying what we want, we have to make sure it's not coming from what we don't want. Yeah, totally. So go through every line. Like I have clients do this. Go through every line and look at, did I write this because of something bad that happened before? Right. Okay. And have your friends maybe read it. And especially a friend of the opposite sex. Well, absolutely. And remember also, this is not an English paper. Right. Okay. Use punctuation, of course, right? right? And spell out you uh, uh, if you can, if you have enough characters. Um, but also, you know, I've, <laughs> I've read profiles of women that are like, you know, they're like channeling their like, you know, 12th grade AP English teacher. Right. Boring. Uh, it's so boring. And therefore, and the other thing is it's not an, a resume. Right. Right. It's just a little tease. A so little what's tease. like a good – okay, so if you were to like whip one up for me or what's a good one that you've seen one of your clients do? Like just some good phrases. Uh, great phrases. So again, in the spirit of like painting a picture, it's like we both love Sundays because we um, cuddle in bed. You read the New York Times. I um, listen to my favorite TED Talks and then we share, you know, and then we yeah. trade. You know, I give you my favorite TED Talk and you – you give me your favorite section of the New York Times, mm. right? Like really painting that picture. You had a really great one about where you shop. Oh, like it was yeah. health food humor. Right, right. Right. And it was like really great because it was showing your your vibe, what your your lifestyle that you're mm-hmm. interested in. It showed your, your sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And people that are a match for you are yeah. totally going to get that. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was when the, the Keeping It Real in the Whole Foods parking lot video was real. Yeah. It was big. So I wrote something like I keep it real in, in the, the Whole, Whole Foods, Foods parking, parking lot. lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 that's a, a really important piece. Um, when you're writing to a, a guy, when your uh, audience is men, um, you know, really showing that you appreciate men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Like what? Like how? Like saying um, – you know, I'm inspired by men who are um, who are strong and uh, know what they're really looking for, and um, let me like and show me how that would be you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that you you really tell them that you are looking for something 
that's a trait that the right guy is going to be like, I, you know, like, I would be that I could do that. Right. You want, you want the right guy to, to say, wow, I I think I could be right for her Mm -hmm. to inspire him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be your guy. Yeah. And whether you're a guy listening for a girl or whether you're in a homosexual relationship and want same sex, you still like have to be clear about what role you want to play and, and, and describe that person in the most, um, in terms of how you're going to feel in actions, not like, you know, you're six foot tall, you have blonde hair. Like, yeah. what do you think? Okay, so my feeling of lists, I don't really like the whole list right. thing. Because I think that we can be very limited in what we can manifest with yes. our mind. I think we're, we attract the things that are more aligned for our soul when we feel into how we want to feel. So... I say to people, write down how you want to feel, like paint a picture instead of describing the person with characteristics. What's your sense of Well, that? I think that, you know, I tell people that when they're in a partnership, and now I've been married for two years and with Jeremy for almost eight. So I, I look at it as what are five fights you never want to have mm-hmm. because you could share common values. Because mm-hmm. uh, people get divorced and break up because of values differences. Yeah. Let, it's really not about the toothpaste yeah. cap. You know, so get clear on what are your values and then how can you make them uh, measurable or identifiable? Mm-hmm. So someone will say, I'm looking for a guy who's um, financially secure. Okay, great. So how does he show up in between the date, on the date? What kind of conversations are you going to have with him while you're dating mm-hmm. that will tell you whether he is financially secure mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. So Values, if you value travel, if you value spirituality, personal growth, right? So get clear on what those five values are because, you know, whether, you know, you're at that point in your life where you're going to have a family, you know, who do you want, you know, uh, wiping up your kid's vomit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're older and like, you know, that you are going to be grandparents together, right? right. Um, who do you, who do you want to share that part of your life with and is going to be a playful, fun grandparent, right. right? And the last thing I want to say is however old you are, I hear it. Like, you know, there are people my age are mm-hmm. or are not. And I'm here to tell you that there are people your age and near your age, whatever you're looking for, who are going to share your values. Yeah. you There just are. It's never too late and you're never too old. I hate hearing that. I'm too old. I'm like, oh. no, you're not. I just got an I email know. from my client who's 74, came to me. It's now about 15 months ago. And she was like, I just want to, you know, I just want to know like epic love before I die. She's 74. Um, she wrote me, she just got married in Maui. Aww. She's producing like her her uh, di- uh, what do you call it documentary. Like she's having like this amazing part of her life in her seventies, and so yeah, amazing. never too never, old, never too old. Okay, so once you get beyond that first date, you've you've both swiped right. You're on a couple dates. <laughs> Let's talk about a little dating strategy of. Um, like, how do you show up and not go overboard? Like, how do you not push someone away? Because there's a whole theory if it's right, like, you can't mess it up. But then, like, I think when it's just warming up, sometimes there's mistakes we can make that can make someone back away. Yeah. So I think one of the things that you want to do when you go on a date is you want the other person to feel like you want to know who they are. Mm-hmm not what they do or what they're going to give to you, right? Like nobody wants to be on a date and be interviewed. It's so horrible, right? Um, So I always say, what would it look like if you approached this date with like childlike curiosity? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to meet a new 
friend, right? Yeah. Like, what do you like to do? Yeah. Where did you grow up? You know, what's your favorite? You know, I, I said someone asked me today, what's like a great date question? Um, what's something you did at X point of your life? So in your 20s, in your 30s, depending how old you are. What's this thing that you did that was like crazy? You can't believe you did it, but it like was the best thing you ever did in your life. Mm. That's like a fun conversation a fun to have. Um, so curiosity. Um, women definitely want to make sure that you are not showing up sort of in the masculine. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're not taking the lead. You're not like my favorite story that I mistake I made. Um, I noticed it the first time at a, a sushi restaurant because I walked in and the hostess was like table or sushi bar. And I was like table. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> shoot, I did it. Oh, my God. I did that thing I do. Um, right. Yeah. I didn't. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is this is that this thing. Is yeah. Right. So really being joyful in letting someone else uh Make the decisions and, and plan things. Um, not competing. Like he says he hiked Machu Picchu and you go, well, I'm hiking Kilimanjaro. <laughs> it was amazing. What? You only, you know, it took you like five days. It only took me. You know, but but it's just we get yeah. nervous and we want to be liked and we yeah. want to be seen. And so sometimes we do that. Um, I feel like for your men that are listening, mm -hmm. um, Wow, honestly, if you are just ten percent better than ninety percent of the men, totally. I mean, I could ask you this question, right? It's yeah. like follow through. If you say you're going to call, call. If you're going to text, text. Just do what you say when you're going to when you say you're going to do it. Just yep. follow through. Um, ask her questions. Mm -hmm. So many women are like, I go on dates and they don't ask anything yep. about me. So pause <laughs> and and be interested in her too. Um, if you just did those two things as a guy and um, just sort of toned it down, I think men set the, the energy sometimes for the date. So if a woman walks in and the guy is really like amped up, because I know men want to please and they right. want to, you know, but if they go in, they're like, huh, a woman meets that with, huh. Yeah. So I think men are in a really tricky position sometimes because I feel like they're kind of setting the energy. Right. Right. And what about same-sex relationships? I think what you said is so brilliant. It's really like, what's the role that mm -hmm. you want to have and, and take on that role? Right. And be yourself. Be yourself. I be think yourself. that's the key. Like, it no really matter is. if you're man, woman, gay, straight, it doesn't matter. Like, it's really about being you. And, and again, like – you know, we're on a better behavior on a first date than we are four years into a marriage, you know, like, but at the same time, if you're faking it or putting on a front or not being you or trying to please or trying to get them to like you, you know, I was talking to one of my friends and he was asking me um, for advice with this woman he was dating and do you think I should do this and da, da, da. and I'm like, whoa, 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 like stop the train for a second. Do you like her? Like how is she showing up? for you. You're so invested on showing up in a certain way so that she likes you. Right. How, give her a chance to show up and, and see how you feel about her. Like there needs to be that balance between being our best selves, but also like taking the rose-colored glasses out off, like stop projecting this is my person onto them. Absolutely. And like evaluating. <laughs> right. Well, so that – and that goes into that curiosity, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like taking someone off the pedestal. They're just another human. And if you go into a date saying, you know what, I want to connect with another human, there is no such thing as a bad date. 
It's true. I mean, really, even like dates that are not a match are some of like the the most fun sort of, even if they were odd, yeah. like I'll laugh and smile about them for the rest of my life. Um, you learn something, you're connected fi- uh, business-wise, mm-hmm. they know somebody else. So there's no such thing as a bad date. So take them off the pedestal. Uh, and so many people will say, you know, there wasn't any chemistry. Mm. Okay. And I always ask, you know, well... What did you do to create connection? Mm-hmm. And so I get up, hmm, I didn't really do anything, right? So I've had so many clients that went on a first, second, or even a third date, and they felt like there wasn't connection. And I said, so your homework today is this can be – if it's a third date, this can be your last date. Don't worry. I'm letting you off the hook. Um, your job is to share one thing that's sort of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple clients who picked the, I really like spending time with you. And I'm interested in you, but I'm kind of scared that there's not a chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? And in the instances that I'm thinking about, the the there were men who had this said to them. They were all like, oh, oh my god, I was just so nervous around you. You're so pretty, and I just I just was holding back and trying to be. And uh, one of those clients ended up marrying that guy. Wow, wow. So vulnerability goes a long way. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really does. Well, and that what takes us into kind of the last section, that once you're in the relationship, because you've been with Jeremy for a while now and you've been married two years, which is crazy. I can't believe it's been two years. Oh, my gosh. Um, and no relationship comes without its challenges. It's one of our biggest growth things. Yes. So tips for navigating a relationship, especially when it gets challenging and the person's really driving you crazy and you think if only they would change, my life would be so much better. <laughs> exactly. Well, my friend who's a therapist calls it normal marital hatred. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Once she told me that, I was like, oh, thank God. Because really, there are those times where you're like, Dah! you know, so um, so first of all, let's just say that that's normal. That's right. appropriate, right? Um, so this is when you go back to those five non-negotiables, right? And so I know like in my relationship, being on a path of spiritual development, of, of always evolving to be the highest self is the glue that holds us together. And we can always have that conversation. And we can always either go to get help in that area. We can go to a workshop. We can go to therapy. We can just say, hey, you know, I feel like we're out of sync. What should we do about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, you know, he doesn't empty the dishwasher or, you know, um, in my case, chops randomly down bamboo in your backyard because he just felt like he wanted to do it. Um, I'm like, wait, you know what? That wasn't on the list of things I'm looking for, you know? Um, And the guy who, like, I can't sleep and I'm feeling anxious and just feeling weird who comes down and says, Mm. baby, it's, you know, I love you. Come up Mm. to bed. I'd like to sleep with you. That's the guy I married. So do I really give a crap about the bamboo? You know, I wish you'd have a little impulse control, yeah. but we have that glue. So having those those common values and discussing that when you're dating and having a strategy, and this is the, I'd say the last thing is have a strategy. You know, like the last time we got in a fight or the last time it was messy, I noticed I did this and I got triggered and I noticed that this happened for you. So what can we do next time? Like, what's our signal? Mm. Like, our quote-unquote safe word, right? Like, what can we do so that we take a deep breath and have a space to get back to our best selves? Mm. I love that. I love that. Oh, this is so much good stuff. Yeah. so smart. You know everything about everything. Uh, Uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, (laughs) Except how to keep my garden 
looking good in the backyard. Uh, well, you can hire somebody. Ex- now, exactly. <laughs> so people are going to want so much more Marnie Batista and Dating with Dignity. Tell them where they can find you, how they can get involved with you. You've got a new book out. Give us all the goodies. I do. So you can get the book on datingwithdignity.com. It's how to find a quality guy, a quality guy without having to go on 200 dates mm-hmm. or 200 more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what people are really loving about this book um, is two things. One is that uh, I – it's part uh, memoir, part how-to. And so the memoir is really my journey. And I think most women that have read it and people that have read it have said, this is me. And I really didn't understand that there were other people that were like me mm-hmm. and that now I have hope. So that's number one. And number two is I share these 33 places to meet a high-quality person. So, uh, mm-hmm. And they're places that most people don't think of. Mm-hmm. And so my readers are like, oh, my God, I never would have thought of that. That's so easy. Yeah. And it's offline. Mm. So be inspired, learn how to sort of be the person you want to attract, and then go explore those 33 places and just have fun. Take the hating out of dating. It's, take it's, the hate out of dating. Take the hating out of Hashtag dating. like that. Yeah. Take the hate out of, hating out of dating. So that's at datingwithdignity.com. Absolutely. Okay. And then your website is datingwithdignity.com. And you're on Facebook. I'm and on Instagram Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram awesome. and all of that stuff. On YouTube, we have a great um, web show called The Dating Den. And we're launching a podcast soon also called The Dating Den, which is a deeper dive. So yeah. there's lots of dating juicy advice to be found. So last question for you. Yes. If you could go back and tell that thirty late 30-something woman who had gotten divorced and three kids and is out in the dating world and is crying – upset over the jerky guy she was dating what would you tell her well first of all i honestly think i would have like grabbed her by the shoulders and said get a hold of yourself woman (laughs) i was like driving around you know to um fortune tellers at like six in the morning waiting for them to open in my pajamas be like somebody just tell me what to do (laughs) i would have been like marnie just get a hold of yourself. <laughs> um, and part of that is the answer is inside. Yeah, yeah. Your best friend can't – like stop talking about it. Stop telling people about your yeah. drama. Stop getting validation. Just slow down. Go inside. The answer is there. Listen and then do what you hear, which mm-hmm. is ultimately what I did. And I wish I wish that there would have been somebody sooner than later. I actually mm-hmm. talk about that moment in the book where the person – basically said get a hold of yourself woman Mm. i wish i could have done it for myself in like half the time but now you do it for others i do so get a hold of yourself woman woman, or man (laughs) or man or whatever you are exactly go and get a hold of marnie's book datingwithdignity.com taking the hating out of dating thanks christine bye everybody bye